From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. First Chair brought to you this month by GEICO. Be sure to log in to snowpros.org, click on Shop, click on Pro Offers. The cute little GEICO gecko is going to pop up. Click on that, and you will go to a page where you can find out just how much more you could save with a special discount on your auto insurance. We've got a great show for you this morning. Uh, Wow, we're like maybe 90 days away from opening for a number of areas out there. Um, Today we're going to be speaking with Miles Cotter-Sparrow, who's the Product Marketing Coordinator for Rollerblade, and we also have inline skate royalty as well as a Level 3 instructor and clinician at Mammoth Mountain, Suzanne Nottingham. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, George. Now, I'm calling this show Skate to Ski. Uh, We really want to talk about inline skating as well as skiing and riding and see kind of the similarities, how they work together. And Miles, let's uh, start with you. I've been talking a lot about uh, sports for all, off-season training and and preparing for the upcoming season. Um, Tell us a little bit about inline skates and how they apply. Well, inline skates are very similar to skiing in a lot of ways. Um, Balance and body position is a huge factor on skates uh, that translates over to skiing in a big way. Um, In skiing, you have uh, in front of your boots, you have your tip, and then behind your boots, you have your tail. And on inline skates, you, you don't have that. So you have to find yourself very balanced on inline skates. So just that alone translates over to skiing in a big way. A lot of people right in the back seat of their boots, you're not going to get away with that on inline skates. Now, Suzanne, I've been teaching since 1986, and back then, I don't even think inline skates were around, but uh, certainly people who ice skated, when we're doing kind of the get-to-know-your-class and uh, things that they've done in the past that might be applicable, it seems like ice skating, inline skating, you're almost assured that that person is going to pick up uh, the skills of skiing fairly easily. Why is that? Well, actually, it's not just those sports either. It's pretty much any gliding sport that you do can help you with skiing, snowboarding, and our inner sport. Um, what, one of the, to be brief, stance to what Miles was talking about, balance, edging, and so that using finer muscles of the feet and the ankles versus larger, big muscle movement that's usually reserved on skis for like recovery. And so to his point of you don't have a tip and a tail, you must learn to balance your whole entire structure truly over your real base of support. And then to stance, it's wonderful for getting people's feet apart a little bit. Um, and of course, it is what the doctor orders out there to become more efficient. That's what we want to ski healthily. Now, Miles, uh, getting into skating, and and we're kind of looking at it as training for skiing and snowboarding here, but what are some reasons people take up inline skating? General fitness, um, and also as a fun activity to do with friends. A lot of people like to do a, a weekend skate together through a park. Maybe people live in New York City, for example, in Central Park's right there, they've got great skating paths throughout the park, and they can meet up with buddies and, you know, socialize. And, and in the same ways we do on snow, you know, you get on a chairlift, you, you chat, you get off the top, you choose your run, you head on down. And skating is very similar. You decide, hey, let's go 
to X place this weekend and, you know, and then you guys chat as you skate and get some exercise at the same time. And, and then you can take it to another level and become more fitness oriented where you're going out and tracking your distance and your heart rate and, you know, the time it takes you to get from point A to point B. So, you know, there, there's different levels you can enter in the inline skate world. And another thing people really love to do is uh, do it as a family. So you get your kids on skates and you head to the local uh, park and cruise around there with the kids and create memories. Now, Suzanne, I'm very comfortable on skis, but when I get on skates, there's an element of fear there that, you know, I'll feel on certain types of terrain on my skis. But, I mean, I'm talking flat, level, uh, nobody around. I get nervous about falling on concrete. Um, how can taking up this sport, how does that translate? Well, first of all, we can look at it in terms of education, just like we teach skiing. Exactly. We know as ski instructors that when people come to us with apprehension, we know that we have the skills and the techniques and the science to keep them safe. It is 100% the same in my book, in any way, in terms of inline skating Safety is first, people, right, fun, and learning. It is not different than what we do on skis. Just know that the education is there to keep people safe. That's the first thing. The other thing is terrain. That's not different either, except a hill that we might see down at ski or snowboard down as on a beginner level would seem like Mount Everest on inline skate. You come to appreciate fine-tuning those skills that Miles was talking about, you know, body positioning, the whole thing. You come to realizing that I have to do all this, otherwise I'm going down. <laughs> so a good instructor would never take anyone on anything so steep. Just a gentle grade, which with street shoes on looks like nothing. Yeah, the friction rate's a lot different from rolling to sliding. Um, as Suzanne's saying, you get onto a pitch, on inline skates that you would wouldn't even consider as a pitch on your street shoes, but the minute you're on skates and rolling, um, gravity seems to really take effect. So, selecting a good terrain is very very important. And learning about your equipment and learning about your safety or protective gear and how to use it properly is uh, is important to building that confidence to continue to grow as an inline skater. And I find that uh you know, parking lots are a great place to start off because you can find ones with relative pitch that's mellow enough to get the sensation of gravity pulling you in the same way that skis do and mimic a lot of uh, ski movements, you know, short radius turns, long radius turns, um, and just hone in those, those skills you need for snow that, you know, it's hard to, to think about through the uh, summer months, you know good ankle flexion, as I said before, and just the ready stance and knee separation and feet separation and position where you're looking, um, all those things that we, we know and talk about in the ski world, they translate right on. Now, Miles, you mentioned protective equipment. <laughs> what, when someone's taking up skating, what are some really essentials that they need before they start? You know, I would say baseline essentials are helmet slash brain bucket because we have one head. We want to keep it the way it is. Um, wrist guards, elbow pads, and knee pads. 
I mean, that's baseline right there. And if you wanted to, you could get hip pads to protect your, uh, your hips and tailbone. But you can learn how to fall properly with, with the knee, wrist, and elbow pad and, and, and get away with any minor falls that you might encounter. Now, Suzanne, you took up inline skating back in 1989, I believe. Was there an instruction <laughs> program? Yeah. Can people go out and actually find classes for how to learn how to skate? Oh, that's a funny question. So I was my only interest and discovering rollerblade pretty much shortly after it began in the United States was for skiing because a friend of mine was on the demonstration team, Gary Pazikian. Thank you, Gary. He inspired me to try skating and I fell in love with it. But my very first hill, I fell hard and I thought this is not just like skiing. So I actually called rollerblade and they put me in touch with the people that were starting the brand new Rollerblade Inline Skating Association, which at that time was dedicated to education. And not just, and skate to ski wasn't even in their radar at that time. And so I became involved from there as an educator as well, because I needed to teach myself how to be safe. So no, there was not, but there is now. And how would people go about <laughs> finding uh organized lessons miles or suzanne well there's a couple different organizations out there um you know one would be skate ia um, they certify instructors throughout the u.s and and there's people in all the major cities across the u.s um also there's um icp as well another organization that does certify instructors based on curriculum and, and Suzanne's been involved with both these organizations over the years. So she knows very well what they do and offer and, and how great of organization they are. Suzanne. Well, that's your, it's wonderful actually. And what I'm, what I'm pleased with is that these organizations are, are still going. And so I'm waiting for this Renaissance for skating to help them along. But, um, Getting back to skate to ski, what I believe I just taught at the Skate IA, and what I believe as a marketer myself for programming, fitness, skate, whatever, is that you need to have fringe programming to identify what people really want and to also have the opportunity to introduce new areas, well, renewed areas out there to people. And so it was very successful, the skate to ski there. And while the, the numbers weren't big, it didn't matter because the message was consistent with the organization and that we can accommodate every skill level, no matter what, for all this programming that we're offering. And by the way, I got back into roller dance, Miles. You'll be proud yeah. of me. I needed <laughs> it bad, right? And so I am excited and invigorated after attending something like that. Welcome both uh, consumers, you know, that's just your neighbor, your, your family members, and wannabe instructors and trains instructors. Thanks for that. You're listening to First Chair. First Chair brought to you this month by GEICO. We're visiting with product marketing coordinator for Rollerblade, Miles Cotter-Smith, and inline skate royalty level three alpine instructor and clinician at Mammoth Mountain, Suzanne Nottingham. 
Miles, I want to talk a little bit about the skates themselves. Uh, they make me think a lot of ski boots, snowboard boots. Is there customization? Are there things you can do to help you get aligned on your skates and actually improve? Absolutely. Um, you know, Rollerblade in particular has, you know, quite a great collection of skates. Um, someone entering into the sport is going to look at their macro blade, which is an athletic shoe fit. It's quite comfortable. So it's a, and it has great support up the side of the leg, holding your ankle in line over the top of your, your footbed and then in line with your inline skates themselves to balance you nicely. Um, you can buy, uh, an orthotic from your local boot fitter, which I highly recommend um, just to align you, whether you pronate or supernate and just get you fitted properly over your inline skates. And then, you know, as you get into more higher level, you, you enter into something like a Maxim skate, which is a molded shell. And that more mimics a ski boot um, because it's plastic and it envelops your foot. And with something like that, it's going to give you a lot more support and control. And the other thing that that skate offers you is the ability to do frame alignment. So you have two frame bolts that hold your frame to the bottom of your inline skate. And you can move the frame underneath your foot. And let's say if you're looking straight down, you have a dead center underneath your foot. The wheels will come out in front of your toe in the center of your foot. But let's say you um, pronate a little bit. So you want to move your inline skate frame slightly to the inside. You'll find that the wheels come out underneath your big toe. And that'll find you better balanced. So these are things you can do on your own. It's really fun to mess around with it and kind of experiment like and how it reacts on your foot, depending on what you do with the frame alignment under your foot. I mean, that's something I constantly fool around with. And depending on the skate I'm on, I find that the frame position better is better in one way, on one skate and better on another skate in a different way. So it's really cool to do in the same way that you know tuning your skis you know you find okay my slalom skis i like you know a half degree under base bevel and a two degree edge um where you know your powder ski you're not going to want to do that so it's it's very similar in that way that there's a lot of fine tuning you can do to your equipment um, and then on top of that you would talk about wheel quality so you, you know investing in a high-end wheel um, would give you better grip a roll and make you go a little bit quicker if that's what you're looking for if you're into the fitness aspect of inline skating and you're trying to better your time on a particular path you have you you might upgrade your wheels so rollerblade makes a hydrogen wheel which is one of the best wheels on the market the grip and roll is, is amazing i was speaking to someone the other day that had got a set and he's like oh those wheels <laughs> it's great to hear you say that without me uh, trying to invoke a conversation about the wheel with you so there's lots of um, different aspects to the skate that can be explored once you get into the sport uh, just like skiing it kind of takes on its own life once you um, make it a part of your lifestyle now suzanne you have been teaching skiing for quite some time again level three and a clinician at mammoth you've also been teaching inline skating for quite a while tell us some of the differences between a lesson or is teaching really just teaching when it comes to these two sports? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is a terrain for safety. You know, it is different like miles, you know, and I both talked about and, you know, 
that's the first thing that's so different. And you've really, I start people in a flat parking lot and these are trained athletes. I'll do it for, or anyone in a flat parking lot with like a grassy section, you know, just in case they feel like they need to walk off in the grass. And, and also it's not very, it's not real, real wide. So they don't, they can't get going too fast. And I just can't ever take for granted the safety of the very, you know, their very first experiences. But um, also, you know, there's different terrain for different phases of learning. And just like skiing, so much of teaching that lesson in, from my perspective, isn't different than teaching a ski lesson. You deal with individuals, you deal with a group, you deal with individuals within the group. You're, if you're a good instructor, you're, you're giving privates in the group to each person. Your class handling is excellent. Look at our level one, level two, level three training, and you'll find, especially in level one, level two, a lot of similarities because guess why? Our education for the PSIA works. It's tried, true, tested, proven. It works. And so the lessons are the same. The experience is slightly different on the front side, but the instructors are ballsy. It is, they are so much fun to teach. Now, a question for you. We're on specialized equipment with inline skates or skis or snowboards. Now, this is for both of you. Um, how important is it to check your equipment each day, after, actually after each use? <clears throat> Um, it's, it's extremely important. <clears throat> you should always check your axle bolts. Um, and depending on what skate you have, you have anywhere from four to three to it could be five wheels on one of your skates. So you need to check every single one of those axles after every skate. Um, it's not highly likely that, that they're loose, but it's just good practice. Um, the other thing you should always check is your frame bolts. Again, I was talking about frame alignment earlier. If that's something that you're experimenting with, it's, it's a good idea to uh, check that before every skate. Um, there's, we recommend using a uh, thread lock every other use to ensure that that thread stays seated once you've um, tightened down your axle bolt or your, your frame bolt. So that, that's, it's, it's quite important. I don't know if Suzanne has anything to add um, to that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing I check, not in terms of that way, I look at my wheels, the wear pattern on my wheels, because if I'm out there getting, just doing a straight run, you know, on long, fast, getting a workout, I want to make sure that where I'm placing my feet under my mass is in, we have three edges on uh, inline wheels. There's the center edge and then the inside and outside. And I want to make sure that my place, my, my balance point where I start movement is over the center edge or sometimes starting over the outside edge. But if I look at my wheels or if you're, skate, if you're a skater listening to this and you, look at, you pick up your skate, flip it over, look at the wear pattern and it's dominant on, on one side and that one side is your inside edge, do what Miles said. Get a skate where you can mess with the, the you know, the frame and be more aligned. So yeah, wear on the wheels and everything he said. That was, yeah, great point, Suzanne, because, you know, the wear of the wheel also, like she was saying, will tell you if you're pronating. 
if you, what I always called, and I'm sure Suzanne as well, a coning of your wheel, it's where your wheel wears hard to one side. So it's almost ramping that, that middle edge, as you called it, um, to one side. So it finds, you find yourself very, it's very difficult to get onto that edge if it's worn off the side, it's just not natural. So the other aspect that you can, you should be doing is if you are noticing where you rotate your wheels, just like you would on a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some information on rollerblades website. There's a lot of good outlets on, on good uh, wheel swapping. I always think of front wheel rotated to the back wheel, the back wheel to the front, middle front to middle back and back middle middle front some people swap them from the right skate to the left skate in that pattern too so there's lots of different ways you can do it but it's something that you should just be aware of in the same way you look at your ski bases and they start to look white it means you need some wax so you know there's a point where you look at your wheels and you're like i need to rotate these or maybe i need to buy new wheels and this could be a great time to upgrade and and buy a high quality urethane wheel that's going to give you better grip and uh, longer life out of the wheel too is what you find with a higher quality wheel. Can I jump in and add something here, please, Absolutely. on that topic? Sure. Thank you. Um, and ladies, if you're listening, I have a severe cue angle. You as ski instructors, you know what that is. And with that, we're automatically knocked. I got five degrees of canting in my in my right ski boot because of it. It's gnarly, so I'm stuck on those edges, not by my own choice, but just because mechanically, that's how I align. And guess what? There's a lot of us out there. So all this is actually really important for you skate, the skaters out there to understand that the mechanical elements of what Miles and I have been talking about are absolutely going to help you as a skier and in life. They're going to, all this aligns your body, the heavy parts of your body right over your feet, right right over the middle of the skate. And so this is not different than how we adjust to skiing. And rollerblade skates are adjustable to your body. And I know that's not the right technical term, Miles, but they are. Yes. I mean, our macroblade series does not have a frame alignment ability, um, but we've found that sweet spot for where the frame should be underneath the boot. So, and that works. I'm talking about the cuff too. The cuff. Oh, the cuff. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Suzanne, you make a great point about, um, you know, the, the anatomy of, of the of women and, and, you know, you find yourself rolling in on your inline skate. So it's something that you're constantly thinking about changing and working on and, and getting canting makes that happen. And, and having an orthotic is, is very important and can help correct some of that. Um, and I, the other thing I really enjoy about inline skating for my skiing is the way it makes me think about my body position. I've become very analytical about what I'm doing and how I'm standing and how I'm moving and being able to be conscious of that, I, I think really makes you a better athlete, a better instructor and a better skater and skier. Agreed a thousand percent. Now, I want to have the two of you discuss how really skating the benefits of skating is a healthy lifestyle I mean, cycling is a huge part of my life but that's a very linear motion um skating also you're on wheels but very different and probably more applicable to skiing and snowboarding 
Absolutely. Uh, skating is a lateral movement, just like skiing. So you're working those muscles of the leg uh, that apply to skiing because you have the lateral movement. Um, and through, you know, the core of your body, um, your glutes, through your hamstrings and your quads, and right down through your, uh, through your lower leg. And all those fine tuning muscles that help you balance on snow also are going to apply to you balancing on inline skates. So oftentimes we find ourselves back on snow and all those fine tuning muscles start to ache and you just, you know, you have trouble finishing a full day sometimes. Um, so, you know, being on inline skates once a week, twice a week through the summer or doing a, a training regimen, the end of summer and into the fall to get those muscles thinking again and acting again really will translate on the snow in, in a big way. You'll probably be skiing with some of your buddies and, they'll be complaining and you'll not be feeling those things, which is <laughs> something I've experienced on a regular basis. And I, I mean, I always have been an advocate for inline skating for forever and ever because it's something that I, I do, not just something that I, I work at. Suzanne, your thoughts? Well, first of all, Miles, I, I want people to know Miles comes from a family business of skaters so miles is way and he's a ski racer sorry i just had to throw that in so thank you that's pretty cool but i have two thoughts on this on this question and the first one is this getting back to my original story about my first fall when i said out loud this is not just like skiing in the middle of the road with a world map on my left cheek well guess what fast forward I was a crappy skier because, and I was using those same, no, true story. I was using those same inefficient, inefficient movements, trying to use them on the asphalt. And I learned that skating is just like skiing in many, many regards. It is so identical in so many regards that I agree another thousand percent. That's 2000 for you, Miles that it might surprise you to go skate, to work on your skate skills, and then ski. So that's the first thing. The second thing is what I never, ever in a million years expected was that I realized early in my life that this could be a lifelong sport. And that notion led me to a belief system that if I stimulate my nervous system in, by way of dynamic balance acti activity in general, I could really learn to be more upright, work on my posture, be stronger posturally, et cetera, et cetera, and continue with my sports. Well, fast forward, guess what? That works too. It seems to me that skating really has a lot of the benefits of running without the pounding. Well, obviously it became the, one of the reasons I skated too is way back then I learned I had a congenital hip disability developing, and I was told I could no longer be a triathlete. That's why I took up skating at, at my friend Jerry Pazikian's recommendation, because I could no longer run. It was, it's, it's completely low impact if you know what you're doing. So that's one thing, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, Miles, that Rollerblade in its initial study of the benefits of inline skating compared it to running. Absolutely. Uh, we did. And, and we were talking about cycling earlier and 
you're on a wheel and there's this time where you're on a bike where you can kind of coast. Um, and running is one of those activities where you constantly need to put energy and move yourself forward. And if you don't do that, then you cease to move. You don't run, you don't walk. And skating is very kind of in between those two worlds, but closer to the running side where, yes, you're on wheels and you can coast for a little bit, but for the most part, it's a continuous motion um, with low impact. So you get a lot of the same aerobic benefits of running um, on inline skates at that low impact. And currently, um, Rollerblade is working on a new study on the benefits of inline skating for runners. And we're working with a university and uh, that should be complete towards the end of the year. It's going to be really fascinating to share that with everybody and, and how runners took on inline skating as a way to make them better runners. So I, I really look forward to sharing that information because we already know it, but it's nice to have that definitive information that says, yes, see, this is how it applies and this is where it will benefit you. Well, I, I, I got to just jump add one little thing onto that. It happens to be my opinion that inline skating is way healthier for the human structure than running. When we define low impact, what I mean by that is that there's no repercussions to the body in terms of you set your foot down, there's no uh, jarring or noise, anything like that. And the gliding element, Miles, is really what I'm hoping comes out of your research study for skating on some level, because that's, in my opinion, the research that's missing out there. Gliding is amazing for the human structure, and inline skating is at the top of my list. Yeah, it's a very fluid movement in and out of your strides. You're, you know, like you're saying, there's something jarring about it. It's, it's, it's almost like dancing if you will. Um, and skiing is too. It's a series of movements that you put together fluidly in order to make a wonderful turn or an excellent stride on skates. And to, to the, if it, people are listening, thinking, well, they're not talking about ski turns. They're just talking about going forward. Well, guess what? You have weight transfer. You have lower body moving beneath a quiet, sometimes quiet upper body. But, or you have a cross-country skiing element there as well. You have opposition of the arms and the legs. There's so much that we can value and get from skating for our winter sports and for our lifestyles. And Miles, you were mentioning the, the coasting aspect of skating, but you've still got your muscles really engaged, uh, unlike you might mm-hmm. on a bike. Uh, right. And as you have all those fine twitch muscles that help you balance are constantly firing and engaging and keep you balanced as you're gliding. So as I said before, where you were on the bike and as you reiterated, you can kind of coast and give yourself a bit of a break unless you stand up on the seat or do something like that. But on skates, you're constantly standing. You're constantly needing to balance. You're constantly needing to be thinking about your body position and uh, what your next, your next move is. It's just a lot of fun. I love it. And, at a very minimal view, you know, if you were just to think about how you get to the chairlift, you know, you skate to the chairlift, right? Have you ever, you know, anybody out there listening or, you know, either of you, you ever do it without your poles and you just rely on your feet to get you to the chairlift? Um, skating is that, there are all those movements and 
a really good skate on skis relies on an outside edge rolling to the base to the inside edge, and then you stride off onto your next ski and, and skating that same motion. And uh, I would think at the very least, someone would notice that as a benefit jumping onto snow for the first time as they brought, they got onto skates as just a very entry level beginner and just learning the fundamentals of inline skating, you know, it'll translate right into that trip to the chairlift <laughs> and we all know about traverses <laughs> now any final thoughts from uh, both of you in conclusion well i'm just i've already said what i need to say here i'm just being forthright on that i'm in skating quite selfishly for me because it doesn't matter how much we take care of our bodies throughout our entire lives Things get in the way, genetics. You wake up one day and something's up and you're wondering, what the heck is that? I believe that if I continue to skate, I can offset any of those curveballs that come my way. And I have offset some and it works. Miles? I would say that inline skating is very much a lifetime sport as skiing is. And when you find yourself on skates for the first time or you're already a skater you can understand what i'm talking about that it's something that you look forward to doing every spring and through the summer and enjoying it with friends and family and and taking it seriously if it's something you want to take seriously as far as a um a competitive side or whether it be personally or you go to a marathon or some other skate event and get together with other like-minded individuals that want to live the healthy lifestyle and, and have another sport they can add to their quiver that is, is a lifetime sport, like cycling, skiing, running. It's, it's just good for the heart, it's good for the mind, and it's good for the body. Miles Cotter-Sparrow, Suzanne Nottingham, thanks very much for joining us on First Chair. Thank you. Thank you. First Chair brought to you this month by GEICO. Log into the snowpros.org, click on shop, click on pro offers, click on the cute little Geico gecko when it pops up, and you will see how much more you could save with a special discount on your auto insurance. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.